Hi, you are listening to the Decolonizing Medicine Podcast with Jamie Panetta. That's me. My guest today is Alex Peen. Alex is Seattle-based and SoCali-raised, doing healing and community organizing. They identify as a queer Chicanx, and they are not fucking with a gender binary. Alex and I go way back from when I was first practicing acupuncture in Seattle. In today's episode, you're going to hear Alex talk about their ancestral medicine and their journey recovering from disordered eating. And I don't know if this is picking up on the mic or not, but my cat is yelling at me from (laughs) the other side of the door. (laughs) So you might hear some animals in the background. If you are new to this podcast, let me quickly introduce myself. My name is Jamie. I use he, him pronouns, and I am a queer, non-binary trans person and a practitioner of Hilot and Chinese medicine in Baltimore, Maryland, the traditional land of the Piscataway. My ancestors are Tagalog and Chinoy. Now, let's get on with our show. Hi, Alex. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. Question I forgot to mention before. Yeah. You still go by JP? Is it okay to call you JP? You call me JP or Jamie. Either one is fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for asking. You're like old school, old school friend. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, yeah. Um, so I I really wanted to talk to you because I saw some of the stuff that you were posting on your Instagram, and I know you as a healer, someone who practices ancestral medicine and body work, Um, but I always love hearing about folks who are doing healing work for themselves, but also engaging in healing work for their communities and and being in relationship to healing in in those ways, right, externally and then uh, internally as well. So yeah, that's, that's like the main thing that I want to talk about today with you. How do you feel about that? Yeah, for sure. We could definitely go into it. I got, oh. I got a lot going on, a lot of stories and can I relate back to ancestral medicine and healing. For folks who don't, who are not super familiar with your work, would you um, just take a quick moment to describe uh, what it is that you do and how you relate to healing? Yeah, totally. Um, so my name is Alex P. Bayan. Now I write off my identities because that's a part of my healing as well. I am a Chicanx of Mexican descent, coming from Southern California, residing in Seattle for about 15 years. I, um, I am queer, non binary, by use of the term sacred gender, and this whole connection to indigeneity uh, within that uh, gender term identity. Um, What else do I do? So uh, yes, I do healing work. I practice uh, traditional folk healing that's based out of Mexico, indigenous folks there, but also has influences throughout the world. Uh, Takes influences from all over, from like, um, parts of Africa, uh, the Spanish, of course, because colonization, 
the Middle East, uh, all, all these things. So, and that is called the Gurenderismo. I've been practicing that for coming up on seven years. And then I also am a licensed massage therapist. Been doing that for over 10 years. Kind of combine the two and do a bunch of stuff within a uh, healthcare clinic that actually JP helped start back in 2016. Oh, yeah. Seattle. Yeah. That was the well on Beacon. Are you still are you still working out of there? Yeah, yeah. It's right now. Currently, it's just me, Mariko, and Tisha. So three folks that were there since the beginning. We just celebrated our five years in October. I can't believe it's been that long. Wow. Wild. <laughs> For folks who are not familiar with the well, um, could you describe it? Yeah. So the well started off is kind of like a collective idea amongst folks. We had the opportunity of a space that we already were working in to kind of take over the lease and reopen it. And we decided to like make it more of a spot, like really promote that it's all POC, mostly queer and trans folks that are there as providers and practitioners and we want to open up and serve that community folks that we were already serving but we want to be way more intentional about what we're doing why we're doing it and all that and it's been pretty good over the years a lot of people coming in now as far as providers uh so many folks that we were able to serve and do some really cool things yeah Yeah. it's it's a project Oh, I love the well. I loved that we um, really created a space that was pretty multidisciplinary. So there've been all kinds of people that worked at the well um, from mental health therapists to more physical medicine, like acupuncture and body work. Um, And Tisha, Tisha does Reiki and then I think also yoga. Is that right? Yeah. They recently a few years ago got their massage license. So they do Massage now and also craniosacral. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, so all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we've had all kinds of folks there, including one of your past guests, Jules. Hit those archives, check out that interview. It was real good. Uh, Jules was there for, for a bit doing uh, the tattooing. Yes, the ritual, cultural tattooing. Yeah. So one of my favorite things um, when I was working at the well is that because I was around so many other practitioners, we were um, often doing treatments on each other or trying different techniques. And I just, I really loved being in that environment and getting to experience so many different modalities and so many different approaches to healing. Um, Which leads me to my next question for you. So as people who practice healing arts, we are in need of healing just as much as anyone else. And I want to know where you're at on your own healing journey and how has your connection to ancestral medicine influenced this? Um, oh yeah, for sure. So when I got into uh, the Kundalini practice in traditional medicine, I felt it was a very strong pull, a very strong call. Like this is what this is what you need right now in multiple levels. I talk a lot about with my teachers, like we use this medicine to heal ourselves. And then we also use it to share and help facilitate other folks healing. So I have 
long history of using this medicine to heal all kinds of things, you know, not only for my own self, but talking about like generational healing traumas, all these like human multiple things, like, you know. So um where I'm at right now in my healing journey is I have been struggling with an eating disorder for over 15 years. And for a long time, I thought I was able to maintain it, thought I was able to like do okay on my own and uh, and kind of work through it, you know? It's like, I'm not this extreme, so I'm doing okay, but I've had issues with um, anorexia and restrictive eating over the years. And I've been, now I know all the different complexities of it. So recently um, I decided to seek professional help and go into a treatment center for it. Um, and that came out of me doing support for a close friend, a chosen family that was dealing with the same thing and they went to uh, treatments. So I was supporting them and just through, we were doing what we call the trickle down therapy they would go through their their program, their classes, and come back and be like, okay, this is what I learned, and this is this, and like, we're gonna, let's have a meal together, we'll work on proportioning, we'll work on this, like, get you into, like, a state, or help you, and as well, and I, I was like, shit, I am nowhere where I thought it was on this to be able to this, do this by myself, so it's been a few months, I just finished, uh, two and a half months of a partial hospitalization program. And I just started this week, a uh, intensive outpatient program. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now. And because like doing therapy and doing all these like exposure therapies and doing group work, I kind of came into a program a little bit advanced because I have already done healing work on my own on multiple bodies, not just treating like things in isolation, like mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, energetic bodies, like the medicine I practice, it's all one. You treat the body as a whole. So even though I have very little experience in the mental aspect, I came into like already like okay I have all this insight I have all this awareness I have all these things because I've been doing these works but um not in in just in different ways so yeah treating this and realizing that there's such a big connection with eating disorders and mental health um I've been dealing with depression for over 20 years so those two are so closely tied together, so learning how to work through my depression on supplements. I actually like got a diagnosis since, you know, I got one when I was a kid, but got like an, another one and like, oh, you're deficient on this. Let's do some blood work and let's see what's going on and all these things. So it's, it's been, been a wild couple months, but really good. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for really being open about your process and what you're going through. I really liked the term that you used, trickle down therapy. Um, can you can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. So um, I think we kind of adapted that from 
It must have been like a meme or a reel or something that we saw. And just the idea, like, you know, therapy is not really accessible to everybody at all times. So sometimes we can use, like, if one person's in therapy for the same, similar things, you're like, okay, this is what I'm learning. If you're open to it, maybe we could work on this together and maybe we can help you with this idea or this skill or this slide or whatever it is. And uh, it's kind of just like goes down the line without actually having to go into see a therapist and just build and teach and, and all that. And that kind of like that knowledge skill share. That's like, it's almost like an open source healing where everyone, yeah. it's like an independent, like, like nobody's hoarding this knowledge. Nobody is hoarding the, the healing techniques that they have received. I love that. I love that. I love that you were sharing with each other and that as you were assisting this person, your own wellness also becomes a priority. Yeah, for sure. And now that I'm in treatment, we went to, we went to different facilities too. So now we get to compare notes. Now we get to say like, oh, my dietitian's doing this or like, I learned this about EDs this week or oh, da, da, da. like, what are you doing now? Like, you know, this person's still in treatment. They're um, way more advanced, I think, or like a couple months ahead of me. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty, it, it's kind of a foreign concept, but we do it a lot. And I think it's something that can be kind of more cultivated and practiced a little bit more. I don't, this thought is popping in my head and it's, it's not exactly like the same, but I just, I'm thinking about how, like, um, I have the passwords to multiple video streaming services from like different people. <laughs> like we're like, I have a Netflix account. Someone else has an HBO account. Someone else has a Hulu account. Someone else has a Disney plus account. And we're all just like swapping <laughs> passwords so that we can all get the good stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just in, combining in resources. Way, yeah. In the way, yeah, exactly. But it's, in the way it's like kind of, you know, hacking the system. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something like healthcare, it should be hacked, you know, like if it's not accessible for a variety of reasons, like it needs to be like, if, if, if providers are not going to figure out a way to get that healing to the community, the community is going to figure out its own way. Yeah. I am in full support of that. So as you're, as you're going through this journey, like what has been supportive for you outside of the program and out, outside of this friend that you've been working with? Yeah. Um, so a lot of the practices that I have been doing to heal myself for years, I'm still doing them and they still are just as, as effective as they ever were. So I do a lot of things with nature. I do a lot of things with, you know, um, plants, plant medicine. I like cleansings, a lot of ritual and ceremony. So those are the ways I'm able to continue on, like being strong showing up also like having these like concepts and therapy kind of sink in and 
to be able to like um, apply them, you know? So within these rituals and ceremonies, there is like that meditative components. There is like, I could be doing journaling. I could reflect a lot on where I'm at, where I want to be. Um, and also, you know, connect with ancestors and my guides. Like, all right, here we go again. Like, this is where I'm at. You know, thanks for the support here. Thanks for bringing me to this place. Also, like, hey, I might need a little bit more help. So, yeah. If that so, answers your question. Yeah, that does. So even though you are act accessing this particular um, recovery program right now, it's like these issues that you've been dealing with, you've been dealing with for several years. So I'm, I'm curious how that um, has influenced the way that you care for others. Uh, hmm. So with the ED stuff, it's very tricky. Like I said, it's really connected with mental health things. And that's something I didn't really know or realize. And with ED things, it's EDs exist and kind of thrive and survive in isolation, similar with depression. We're not really skilled a lot or even accepted to talk about these things. So that's how they grow because we're not really open about it. It's very secretive. Um, I think that's changing a little bit and people are more open to talk about stuff. So I am just now opening up and talking. Recently, I like made that um, post on Instagram because I was looking for some help with fundraising. And that was the first time I, publicly. It's like, I have an eating disorder. I've had it for over 15 years. It's still going to show up as far as where how that is going to help other people to get to open up a little bit. It's so difficult to talk about food stuff with folks that have never dealt with it. Just like other things, like, you know, say if you like lost a parent, you won't be able to talk about it with folks that have their parents because it's something you have to experience, right? That's a analogy, but, um, yeah, I, I now have gained that understanding of what it's like to have this disorder or, you know, trying to find a new word for disorder, but this like ill relationship with food and the tie-ins with mental health. And so many folks in our communities deal with this. And it's, it's sometimes it feels very like hopeless and it's really hard and all these things. And uh, sometimes you don't really know the damages that's happening because of these behaviors and uh, tendencies of like um, disordered eating and eating disorders. So yeah, I think it's time will show that now like I am able to support or able to help or even have some words and 
you know, be able to talk to somebody because it's it's well like to explain like oh I just sometimes I just don't want to eat and some days I just won't eat a whole day and that is just how it works and there's no really rhyme or reason just it happens and da 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 but some folks don't understand that so we have that we are able to sit in a room with people that have the same kind of things. And it's like, oh, this is normal behavior, but also we understand that this is something that's been hurting us for a long time. It's been harmful. So let's all collectively kind of figure out and share stories and, you know, other ways that we've been able to overcome some things because we're all at different levels, right? Yeah, I'm hearing um, a lot of tools around empathy and understanding of something that is not easy to put into words. Yeah. And that's not, it's not like something that's easy to describe. It's not something that is easy to relate to unless you've had direct experience. And I imagine each person's experience is probably really unique and really um, individualized. Yeah. For sure. There's so many different variables that can create these things too. So So my next question is how can people connect with you, learn about your work and support your work, but also support you as an individual? Uh, Yeah. So I'm not really a big social media. I'm on there, but um my handle is really hard to to spell out so it's alex p underscore at underscore the underscore well so alex p at the well with a bunch of spaces i'll put that in the show notes if <laughs> it'll look clearer we'll link to it <laughs> i'm a wild person i don't know why i'm like this but not very accessible which is fine um, I do have a website that I've been working on for a little bit where I sell all my medicines that should be hopefully get my shit together and uh, put that out. And that's uh, 23distro.com. And there I'll have all my goods that I make and sell. What kind of goods um, are you making and selling? Oh, so I've been messing with uh, tinctures for a few years. And I have a few blends that are like my go-tos. So mostly stuff for things is started out like, you know, this is, I could use a tincture for this ailment or for this thing. And more people can use these things. So it's like a lot of stuff around anxiety, a lot of things around um, sleeping. I also have one for dreaming. I'm working on one that is for migraines, both like preventative and then also headaches, um, working on some for depression, making some salves uh, for body aches and pains, soreness. And I have an oil that is um, infused copal, which is a resin that we use a lot in ceremonies and just it's it's our medicine. It's a we will use it, you know, for cleansings and ancestral connection, for protective energy, uh, all kinds of things. Like if you ever seen um, danza, like 
traditional like Aztec dancing or Shika dancing, you usually will see somebody um, carrying the fire, burning that medicine. So I have that, like it's infused with the jojoba oil, which is also another uh, native plant to the America. So uh, the, the cabal, the resin infused with the, the oil, I use it all the time for different things, protecting and whatnot. So I have that and yeah, working on some other things. It's fun. I like it. You've always got a lot going on. That's like a one-stop <laughs> shop over there. <laughs> also I have goods and stuff I go to Mexico a lot and I have elders there um they're really awesome so I'll bring down their stuff uh and then sell it too I used to do a lot of markets and whatnot cool so, yeah just trying to get all that together So every episode, we do a community shout out where we um, like to highlight uh, QT BIPOC groups or individuals that are doing some really awesome work to try to encourage folks to check them out and redistribute resources to them. Um, Is there anyone or any group that you would like to highlight for today's episode? All right. So you asked me this question leading up to this interview. And I did. I'm like, (laughs) oh, I have like 30 different groups and people I could talk about. There's so many folks here doing rad shit. And I like, I love, love them all. Um, And like, I don't know who to, (laughs) who to say. Um, I think on the questionnaire thing, I just wrote to the the Filipinos. (laughs) All the Filipinos. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll kind of dive into that more a little bit. What I mean by all the Filipinos, um, for the last couple of years, I've been working, doing um, community organizing, activist social justice work with groups um, founded in the Philippines and the U.S. And I like working with the Filipinos, they uh, they kind of taken me in and adopted me since I'll be I'm a Mexican dis- of Mexican descent. And I always I'm like, well, you know, we're a colonized cousin, so it works like I could work with y'all and do what you're doing again it's Uh, true like it is we have a lot of medicine in common too yeah yeah I think there's a lot of similarities I've worked with a a few people that are practicing different medicines yeah there is I want to know more about that but yeah um, some of the stuff that's happening like um till stresses wise yeah so like there's a lot of groups around here uh Bayon Honor buying the youth group, um, the group of youth, sorry. Yeah, Gabriela, Migrante, um, and I was doing like a solidarity group. But there's tons of stuff going on, tons of awesome people, mostly queer folks too, like always in the forefront or just like making change. And yeah, so shout out to the Filipinos. <laughs> so, so Anak Bayan, Gabriela, and then you said immigrante, and then plus all the Filipinos. <laughs> yeah, immigrante, also Malaya movement. Malaya yeah. movement. Yeah, there's there's a ton. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Here. Everyone, give them oh, give them all your money. Give them all all the resources. 
<laughs> Blessings to everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I've only got you for a few more minutes and I have one last question. And it's, what's one thing you would like our listeners to take away from this episode? Ooh. Um, oh, this is a hard lesson learned, especially if folks are doing healing work. It's really important to take care of yourself. I know it sounds like very like individualized, but I learned that the hard way of caring for people, but you know, and not focusing on like to a degree where it was harmful for me because I wasn't getting what I needed. So um, we had a saying, one of my first teachers would say that we are our own healers. Meaning like it starts with us, like healing starts with us. We are our own healers. Sometimes we need help and we other folks to kind of guide or facilitate healing with us, but it is really us. So yeah, to take care of yourself, get what you need. Also be really gentle with yourself and understanding when things aren't really working out the way you want things to do. And uh, yeah, I guess I think that's, does that make sense? Is that a yes. solid message? Yes, that is okay. a solid message that <laughs> um, I feel like people can, can use that message daily, daily. Yeah. Whoa, can you yeah. hear my dog? <laughs> Oh, this tram. Oh <laughs> She's gosh. howling because there, there's like a, a car going by. <laughs> oh, hug that anyway, for me. I will. Thank you so much for sharing oh, your story and sharing your wisdom, Alex. Um, oh, thank you for having me, JB. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Announcements. So this is the penultimate episode of this season, meaning second to last. I'm going to be taking a break for June, which is Pride Month, so that I can attend all of the lovely events that I'm usually missing out on because I'm doing work within the community. So we'll continue our episodes again in July, um, but I do have one more episode coming after this. This summer, I'll also be teaching another Qigong course. This will be a QT Bike Park uh, cohort, and we'll be learning the Tian Gan set, which means Heavenly Stem. I'll be announcing those dates and the registration in my May newsletter. So if you're not signed up to get my email newsletter, you can head to linktree slash Jamie Panetta Healing Arts and click on that link and sign up for the newsletter. I want to do a quick Patreon shout out because without my Patreon supporters, I wouldn't be able to offer scholarships and sliding scale for my QT BIPOC Qigong courses. I've also added captioning to my classes and captioning to the podcast. So thank you all 41 of you for being here and supporting this work. 
And speaking of Patreon, I will be restructuring my account in the next couple of months to streamline my workload and spend more time practicing medicine, which is what we're really here for. Last week, I had a lovely interview with Dr. Paige Young and Dr. Tamsin Lee for Beauty as a Birthright. So this is a new collaboration podcast that they're doing together. And I'm not sure when that episode is coming out, but look out for it. They are both on social media. They are wonderful practitioners, scholars, activists, Dr. Paige Young and Dr. Tamsin Lee. For those in the Baltimore area, my schedule at Fruit Camp has expanded, so I am now offering in-person acupuncture and bodywork sessions available on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. Um, We're still masked. I ask folks to wear an N95 equivalent, and I also bring an N95 with me as well. Um, So if you are interested in an in-person session or you just want to hear more about my work, again, head to Linktree slash Jamie Panetta Healing Arts. Maraming salamat for listening to the Decolonizing Medicine podcast. If you want to support this work via Patreon or apply to be a guest on the show, go to linktree slash Jamie Panetta Healing Arts. Music is by Ambo Hedda, Head Candy, and Rocky Marciano. Big thanks to Lauren Ellen McCann, aka Amato, my beloved. Last but not least, thank you to all our listeners and supporters out there. Ingat. Ingat.